Hello, welcome back. I am Charles Musgrove with Bean Team and host of Business Matters. We're in studio again today, and we're going to record another show for uh, the Business Matters podcast and radio show. Today, we're going to talk insurance. Insurance is, uh, I guess it's like having a good attorney. You need it when you need it. If you don't, you don't even think about it. So joining us today in studio is Craig McGlynn. Craig, thank you for joining us. My pleasure. So Craig is a veteran insurance expert. So he is with Brad Burns Insurance Agency located here in Tallahassee, Florida. Craig, thank you so much. Now tell me, how long have you been in this doing this insurance thing? Uh, this is my 30th year. 30th year. Man, you must have started when you were, what, two or three years old because... I know you're not even 40 years old. Right. <laughs> so, um, Craig, I know that uh, we've talked a little bit about this. We're going to talk in depth on the show. We're going to set it up right now. So this is uh, this is material that we're recording for the podcast and the YouTube channel only. So this is not what's going to be on the radio show. But let's set it up. So we're going to talk about cyber insurance. Cyber attacks, That's that's got to be one of the the most... I guess scary things that people go through right now in businesses is uh, they get hacked and they lose their data, or they end up with uh, ransomware yeah. on there. It's another big problem out there. Yeah, that's a big problem. We had uh, Ben Graybar in the studio to do a show about cyber attacks, and and uh, we during his his discussion we we landed on having this this is a high probability something like this is going to happen to your business so yeah it's hey, not a matter of, it's not a question of when it's or where if it's going to happen to you for right. sure so this is another uh situation where insurance and you know if something bad is going to happen can we get insurance for it so now the the industry the industry has created a cyber insurance. I don't know how long that's been in existence, but hasn't really been around all that long. As far as insurance policies go, it is one of the newest ones. And because it's new, there is really no standard format to it. And there's really no standard pricing to it. Great. That's, uh, that's good to know. I mean, insurance, I love you, brother, but man, I just, I, um, you you probably even don't even like to pay insurance premiums. So hate paying my insurance. Man, premiums. it's 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 ridiculous. It's uh, but you got to have it. I mean, you can't go naked as you as you say. You can't you can't not have insurance. That's correct. So you just hope you never use it, and you and your mod and your experience is low, and you don't have to even talk to your agent other than renewal time. So for sure. Um, but cyber cyber insurance is one of those things that I'm glad they have it now. I guess the bad thing is there it's. The rates can vary. The mm-hmm. coverage can can vary. Uh, so we'll talk about that more in depth on the on the show. Kind of what to look for. What what should the buyer? What should the business owner look for or be aware of when they're when they're shopping for cyber insurance? Well, when you're doing cyber insurance, all policies are going to cover first party coverages on it, which you know that's damage to you. But you really need to make sure that it also includes coverage for third party. Because if you lose somebody else's social security number or their banking information or payment history, whatever, um, that type of information, they can sue you and you need to make sure that you're covered and protected for that coverage. Absolutely. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, things you read about in the paper on Chase and Wells and all those companies that they, they've their their data has been breached. So Correct. Uh, all that private information is gone, so people are out there um, – they're abusing that. They're they're basically extorting the the cardholder or the, the the member. So that the insurance for that has to be ridiculously expensive. 
Well, it's, it's based upon revenues, and obviously the greater your revenues, the more data that you have, the greater the possibility you're going to have a claim. Right. And then when, when the insurance uh, companies have to pay off for, for those breaches, for those situations, that just makes the, the insurance premiums that you and I pay that we may never use it or our, our claim is going to be pretty low. It makes our, our rates more expensive, too. That is correct. So um, one of the other things we're going to talk about today is business interruption. So that's probably pretty closely tied with cyber. Yep. Um, being in Florida, I would also associate that with the storms and the hurricanes that we have here in Florida. Yeah, correct. When you're talking business income, it is generally going to be on a property policy, and it's going to have an exclusion for electronic data processing. So you're going to pick up some of the business income from your cyber policy and then the other portion of it for actual physical damage to your building, you're out of there. Um, that's going to come from your property policy. Good. So uh, we'll, we'll dive into that a bit deeper on the uh, business interruption, business income uh, coverage, uh, the rates on that, what to look for, what companies do it best, kind of a match of the type of business that that fits well with somebody that really needs to have business interruption uh, coverage. And then one of the, the, uh, the others that, uh, other policy types that I want to get into is the EPLI, the Employee Practices Liability Insurance. That, that in my experience, is, is uh, relatively inexpensive to get, but the coverage on that is, is pretty phenomenal. And it's almost one of those head scratchers that why would you not get that coverage? Again, it depends upon the industry that you're in, but if you're in a white collar with low turnover, it is a relatively inexpensive policy to cover you for wrongful hiring, firing, age, race, sex, discrimination. And again, on that one, you want to make sure that you got first party as well as third party. Right. So we'll get into some other insurance types as well, but those are the those are the three that that we're going to tee up for for the for the show maybe this may even roll over into two shows so uh what we're going to do right now we're going to bring in the uh the radio audience so we're going to hear a little bit of music and then we'll kick right into the recording for the radio audience audience and again that's on real talk 93.3 out of tallahassee florida and we're heard every sunday at 11:30 a.m so if you're able to catch it on the radio listen if not uh check us out on podcast youtube so uh, if you're listening to podcasts now, you can go watch it on YouTube if you want to do that also. And look for Bean Team. That That is the channel that that's on under Business Matters. So, John, tune us up for some music and let's get the show going. Welcome to the Business Matters Talk Show with Charles Musgrove. On Business Matters, we discuss the issues that matter to your business. Find more episodes on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and BeanTeam.com. And now here's your host, Charles Musgrove. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back. I am Charles Musgrove, your host of Business Matters, and we are in studio for another great episode. Ladies and gentlemen, today we have Craig McGlynn in the house insurance expert with brad burns insurance agency right here in tallahassee florida craig welcome to the business matters talk show thank you my friend man this is going to be good uh just like all of our other shows we always have the best experts to bring the knowledge the nugget knowledge knowledge to all of those that are listening so this this show is designed to help the business owner the business manager run their business better bring those uh those issues that they they either they want to have more information about it but it's critical information to run their business successfully 
So today we have, we're going to, the subject is insurance. So we're going to drill down on a few types of insurance. But uh, first of all, Craig, welcome. And tell, tell the audience how long you have been in the insurance industry. This is my 30th year. 30 years. So you bring a lot of knowledge uh, to us today. And we're, we're glad that you're here because, uh, like I said, I'm all fooling aside, it is, uh, I think we have some of the best experts talking about subject matter that is, that's, that's important to the business and, and insurance. Everybody needs insurance. And it's, uh, people don't like to pay for insurance, but goodness, they need, when they need it, they need it. And they recognize a good agent, good coverage, and they know that the agent is good when they have to use it because the coverage is in place and they're taken care of well by the company that the agent represents. So thank you for joining us. And let's, um, you and I, we, we talked a little bit in the show before the show about uh, cyber insurance. Mm-hmm. So uh, we've all, we all read the stories. We read the headlines about cyber attacks, the banks, the credit cards. They get attacked by the, by the hacks. And then the governments, I've seen recently where, a lot of governmental agencies have they've gone through the uh, the ransomware where where they've had to pay large sums of money to get their data back to free up their their uh, their electronic data. So we had uh, one of our other shows that we had was about cyber cyber attacks and cyber security. So when you when you have that discussion and, and one of the things Ben Graybar talked about was you need to have cyber insurance as well. So give us a little bit of history of how long has cyber insurance even been available. And what is it? What are we looking at that covering and the availability of that? Uh, as I told you earlier, cyber insurance is one of the uh, newcomers to the insurance industry. And because it is so new, um, there's a variety of different types of coverages. There is no standard form that you're going to find on it. So as a result of it, the price is going to vary dramatically also. But basically, anybody that stores data, uses data in an electronic format needs to consider a policy with cyber coverage on it. Um, It's going to be broken down. All policies are going to cover first party, which is, hey, I want to fix my stuff. So under the first party, you're going to have loss of damage to the actual electronic data that you have. So if it's going to be recovery cost. It's going to be protecting your business, the extra expense that it takes for you to get your business back up and running again. You're also going to have loss of income or extra earnings on there, which um, is normally going to be excluded under your business interruption policy that you have. You're also going to have cyber extortion losses if you got to pay ransomware, if you got to do notifications. So all of that could be covered under the policy. All under the first party. So under the first party, let's let's say the uh, <clears throat> you're an accounting firm, so you have you lose all of the, your clients' accounting data, or somebody ends up with all of your social security numbers. Right. So I was going to take the not <laughs> the not so bad situation to start with. So if if it just gets zapped and it's gone. Right. So you're you're covered for the cost to try to recover that. Or to rebuild that data? Correct, including forensic experts coming in and trying to rebuild your database. Um, so that would include the hardware. As, so if, there, if it damages any of the hardware associated with that attack, then that's covered as well. Correct. Hardware, software. Some policies will actually pay for an upgrade to your hardware. So if, 
like a lot of policies, there's a limit. Mm-hmm. Is there a limit on the coverage for that? Because I can see the cost on that just getting like exorbitant. Yeah, normally a policy like this is going to ha- start off with a million dollar limit mm-hmm. on it, and it's going to be divided up into some sublimits inside of there. Okay, so that's kind of the threshold we're looking at. We're talking millions, not hundred thousand. No. Okay. Good. So, all right. So, my scenario was kind of the the innocent where you just your data is destroyed or right. It's somehow lost, but it's not out into the ether where people can get it. Right. So under that scenario, they're going to pay for you to get your equipment back. They're going to pay for you to get your software back. They're also going to pay for the extra expense. Your people are going to have to be coming in, working extra hours to try and rebuild the database that you have. All of that's going to be contemplated under the first-party coverage. Okay, so that that does not even get into if my employees are working on rebuilding, we're not earning money. Correct. So it's going to cover the the cost of those employees, not the extra cost it, of income. It, it, it will actually cover the extra cost of, hey, I can't operate because I'm out of business right now. So, yes, you are picking up your business income under this also. Okay. So the, the cyber does have a component of business interruption or business loss. Correct. Coverage. Okay. Perfect. So what else are we looking for in the coverage under that policy? So on the first party going with my worst case scenario where you've lost people's social security numbers. There's notification costs that you have to do. There's processes that you have to go through as far as saying, hey, look, I'm sorry, we've had a hack. You've got to be notified. There's generally going to be some sort of, uh, hey, I got to do credit monitoring for these people for the next year, two years. All of that is contemplated under there also. In addition, you're going to have damage to your reputation because even though innocently I didn't do anything, how do you what's the how do you determine the the cost for that or or what the coverage for that? Well, the like I said, it's all going to be under the million dollar, but there's going to be sub limits, or you can if your reputation has been damaged to the point where hey, I'm losing clientele, it's pretty easy to point to it and say, look, I've lost this. I need to hire a PR firm. I need to do some advertising. It's also known as you know crisis management at that time. Are there that that lead, leads me to the question of this is this has a lot of elements to it if you're hacked correct and to try to recover from that hack so are there are there companies out there is it is it a component of what service the insurance companies provide or are there are there companies out there that provide this kind of recovery assistance where they they walk you through this process most of the companies actually have specialized claims departments that deal with hey you need this expert to come in and manage your reputation at this point so they so the insurance company they they know what needs to be done however they're not providing that service they're not holding your hand to the point of they come in and help you do it well your claims adjuster is going to say hey you probably are going to have the following losses and we have conditions and processes in place to help you recover as rapidly as humanly possible because you know, the quicker they get you back up on your feet, the less the actual expense is going to be. Right. Because you have that, that whole time that you're down and recovering, your business interruption is covering that. Right. Or is that is that what the period of time that the business interruption covers is a measured period of time to from start to beginning of when you're hacked to when you're back up running? It, it's going to be based upon what your actual loss sustained is okay, so during you, that time period, not to exceed the policy limit. So you do kind of a comparison of this mm-hmm. is what we were doing before, this Correct. is what happens after, we're not back up until Correct. whatever that time period it takes. 
That is correct. Okay, so all of that is first party. All right. Third party, you're looking at things like network security liability. Somebody sues you because they say that I didn't have an adequate security on my system, so that's why their data was lost. You're also going to have network privacy policies, which is similar to that, but that involves more along the lines of, hey, did I have a firewall in place? Did I have, you know, industry standard stuff? Um, you're also going to have electronic media liability on there. So if you have defamation of character, slander, libel, that's covered on there also. And if your business is actually, hey, I'm a technology firm, you can also pick up your errors and emissions liability insurance under third-party coverage. So that would the ENO coverage is that separate or is that wrapped up in the cyber the cyber policy? It depends on if your business is to be a technology business. Right. Um, if you're a technology business, then yes, you purchase the errors and emissions policy through there. It, that way, you avoid having to purchase two separate policies. Okay. So the third party coverage would be, let's say that uh, social security number, uh, credit card information is hacked and it causes financial damage to that person their the card holder correct so that coverage would would cover that situation correct okay so as you have expenses coming in hey somebody accessed um, my bank records as a result of the data breach that you had it's going to make me whole through there it's also going to set me up where I've got credit monitoring done on my stuff so that it doesn't happen in the future and they're going to expect all of that from you in the event of a breach right. What what are the um, is, is this coverage offered by a lot of different companies or is it a limited number of companies that's offering this? There's companies that specialize in cyber coverage only, meaning that's that's the only policy that they write. Though you're, I'm seeing more and more of the standard carriers are starting to include limited cyber as part of a package policy, a business owner's policy. Okay, so let's tell us how the and you may have touched on this, but tell us how the what would we look for as a as a shopper of this cyber insurance? What are we looking for in the premium cost? It depends a hundred percent on what your revenues are. the The premium basis is based upon what the revenues that are generated from your company. So they're going to do if you're earning less than a million dollars, you probably look in thousand dollar range as far as the cost of the cyber coverage. So that so that total coverage annual policy is is a thousand dollars, and that's if you had a uh, less than a million. So if you're is it bracketed into less than a million, million, and then a million to three million? Million to three million, and then over three million. Okay, so if you're in the million to three million, is that going to be roughly double two thousand about three thousand dollars by the three thousand mm-hmm. okay which is not cost prohibitive if you're comparing that to workers comp and if you're a white collar you're probably it's comparable right. pro- close to what a workers comp coverage is going to be it's relatively inexpensive coverage yeah. right so that's a little surprising to me so is it would you get uh cyber would it ever be wrapped into your business owner's policy or your package insurance also? Yeah, a, a number of carriers have started including it in your in your BOP policy, but it's not going to be at the million-dollar limit of a standalone policy. It's generally going to be lower limits, 50000 just like I've seen more and more carriers as far as employment practices, liability insurance, they include a small amount of right. policy, which they used to never have. Okay, so let's, let's clarify that. So 
uh, BOP, you use the, the, and that's BOP, business owner's policy. Correct. So let's clarify that because I think that's an important distinction. You said that a lot of carriers in their BOP policies or the, the, BO, the BOPs, they're including some low-level cyber coverage. That is correct. However, that sounds like that's not something that you would recommend. It, you can't increase it to the limits that you really need to have. I mean, it's it's more of an add-on at that point in time. Um, un, under a BOP, you get a lot of little coverages, ancillary coverages, on top of the general liability and the contents and the business, uh, the building coverage. So they'll generally add things on like employee dishonesty up to $25,000. They'll add on cyber liability up to $50,000. they will add on employment practices liability up to $50,000. All right, so... All the business owners out there with those uh, with those coverage amounts, they they're saying that's not enough. Yeah, I mean that that's almost that's insulting almost to have that included and and to say that well you've got coverage for cyber you got your EPLI coverage at those low limits. Um, so if you are the good agents out there, they're going to recommend okay we need to talk about cyber insurance. We need to talk about these other uh, insurable risks that need to be a separate policy from your package or your BOP. Correct. So um, you're recommending that that's – let's talk about the, the industries that you would not look at cyber insurance. If you have predominantly blue or gray collar that don't deal with data a lot, I mean, other than their, their phone, basic text, email sort of stuff, um, you probably don't need to worry about that too much. But if your business is dependent upon electronic data or you deal with Social Security numbers or you deal with other people's information, um, you really need to have a cyber policy. So if you are let's, – let's just draw a couple of um, – Opposite. So if you're a if you're a roofing company and all of your data is is hosted by another uh, either accounting firm or some other electronic an Amazon, it's out there that it's being hosted and you don't have uh, any social security numbers. Your payroll is being prepared by ADP or some other processor, so you have very limited data that that you could do without. Correct. You can always retrieve it. There's another company that you can point to that they're going to be responsible for that. Yeah, you probably should make sure that that third party is carrying exactly. insurance. Exactly. So that's going to be a downstream risk that you can make sure that they're covering that. So that, that company, you could probably say, okay, there, there may be enough coverage in our BOP to, that we're, we've mitigated any risk. So Correct. let's put them on one extreme, and then let's look at a law firm on the other extreme. Well, actually, let's look at like a doctor's office instead. So you have uh, under the HIPAA laws, there's all kinds of compliance that they have to have, including, you know, making sure that the data is safe at all points in time. So a doctor's office most definitely should have a cyber policy. Good. That's funny you said that. I went to, uh, didn't happen with my doctor, but I took my, my pets to the vet a couple of weeks ago and they were writing all the stuff down on paper, and I'm like, "Can you look up the um, the the medical records of my of my dogs?" And they they had been hacked, or they lost all their data. Crazy. So they were doing everything the long way, and they'd been without their their computers for 
for almost two weeks. Mm. So I waited a few days and called back and said, okay, do you have your stuff back yet? They had, they had the medical records back online, so everything was somehow restored. So I don't know if that was a hack or they just had a, a bad computer uh, system. But anyway, it can cause a big damage to an ongoing business. Well, you could have a rogue employee. Exactly. Dissatisfied, they can dump your database on you. Yeah. So, uh, you know, anybody that, like I said, is dependent upon their data in electronic format should consider a cyber policy. Okay. So we have established well that most companies or a lot of companies, they need to, all companies should evaluate is the is the cyber coverage in their BOP, their, their standard package policy enough, or do they need to have a standalone policy for cyber coverage? Correct. So let's let's transition from cyber to business interruption. I know we talked about business interruption being included as part of the cyber policy, but you can also have a business interruption policy separate from the cyber policy. Well, the reason that the cyber policy includes business interruption is because there's an exclusion for electronic data on your standard property policy. So in order for a business interruption policy or business income and extra expenses, how it's normally referred to, in order for it to trigger, it's got to be a covered peril causing damage to your building. So um, when we had a storm come through... Does that mean you have to own your building? No, it doesn't mean that you have to own the building, but there has to be actual damage by a covered peril to the building in order for it to trigger. The example I was going to give you is you get a restaurant here in town that, hey, the power's out for seven, you know, seven days. They haven't experienced any loss of, they haven't had any damage to their actual building, right. so their business income does not respond to it unless you've got an endorsement on the policy for off-premises power interruption, which there's a few carriers who are offering that out there. And if you live in Tallahassee, and you're concerned about being out of business for more than three days, you probably ought to look at, hey, does my policy cover this off-premises business interruption? Yeah, you need to have that. So you could have, um, that's a business, the restaurant used that as an example. So that's a business that is based on having a facility. What if you're a service business that you're basically, you can operate in a virtual setting, but you lose power or you lose internet? Would business inter- could you have a business interruption policy to cover those situations? I don't know if the internet is going to be covered on there. It, frankly, the off power off premises power interruption. Yes, if you've lost power, you will still be covered by that policy. Okay, so is that the same situation as your cyber that certain businesses really need to look at business interruption as a separate policy? Well, okay, so. The BOP policy that we referred to before, which a BOP is going to cover your general liability and it's going to cover your property. That's the two main things it's designed to do. But on a BOP policy, you actually get excellent coverage as far as your business interruption goes because it's 12 months actual loss sustained, including extra expense, including ordinary income. If you are not a main street business or you're not a professional business so you're not eligible for a BOP policy then you've got to try and package it onto your uh, your property policy and it's actually considered to be uh, included in the total insured value that you have for your property so that's where you're going to pick that up and then it's a question of 
how many months do I want to cover myself for business interruption? And normally it's going to be paid out. There's going to be a 72-hour period of restoration, which is basically a deductible of days. And then after that, it's going to start paying up to whatever your selected amount is. But it's normally going to be doled out 25% for installments. Okay. So, uh, again, the that that payment is going to be based on when you compare – what you had done historically versus what you're what you're getting now either nothing or or some lesser amount absolutely okay and so if i if i understood that correctly your best coverage and the best payout is if you can get that wrapped into your bop for the business interruption yeah because that that's going to be 12 months actual loss sustained which is going to be the broadest coverage that you're going to get on business income and my guess is that's going to be the most economical premium as well absolutely so that's a little that's different than the cyber policy where we're going to probably look at a separate coverage for that outside of the the bop correct okay that's good information so uh, that's some really good information so we have i guess that really draws the importance of uh, like most of our professions and most of the experts that we brought in here it really is important that the business owner they they're working with an agent who understands their business they understand the right coverage that they need to match that with so craig i think that's some valuable information that we've learned today on uh, cyber insurance business interruption uh we did not get into the employee practices liability insurance but we're going to come back for another episode on that so i want you to stick around for episode number two that we're going to do so all of you out there listening join us next week at 11 30 on 90 real talk 93.3 i am charles musgrove your host of business matters thank you so much for joining us i want you to have a great day a blessed week one more time i want to shout out to craig mcglenn thank you so much with the brad burns insurance agency my pleasure thank you have a great day have a blessed week peace The Business Matters Talk Show with Charles Musgrove is sponsored by The Bean Team. For all your business accounting and tax preparation needs, visit beanteam.com or call 893-7710. You can listen to more episodes of Business Matters on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or visit beanteam.com.